Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy Podcast. With your hosts, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast, Paige Demacos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner. And man, we got clutch behind the scenes and we're having, we're, we almost turned this into TDN Fantasy After Dark. Uh, Let's recording. ask the listener. Before we even get into the show, everybody tweet me at Jake B. Arians oh, and let me know your thoughts of this comparison. We had an analyst at the Draft Network put out. Who shall not be named. Not yet, Ben. <laughs> that James Robinson reminded him of Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, and A.J. Brown combined. That silence is on purpose. Please respond. Please let me know your thoughts. If you look at the tweet, you'll probably see my response, <laughs> which a lot of you can imagine. We can now carry on with the show, but I could not let that go. That is absolutely um, – I'll let you make up your own mind. Asinine is the word you're looking for. And if you have a response to the tweet, please send them to Jake Bearians. And if there's phenomenal responses, we might just read them on the podcast and make Ben come on the podcast to hear the responses live from the fans. I might make you a T-shirt of the best one. That's called a public mocking for all those listening at home. This is how you teach people not to have bad takes. That is how this is going to continue on. Anyways, we just watched the Miami Dolphins beat up on the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a ding for Jamie and a doink for Jake. Double doink. Double tonight. doink for Jake on that one. Gardner Minshew and the Magic. And Triple the doink stash. for Gardner Minshew. Yeah, that's in the mint stash. Jake. Listen, I, this was kind of that week, and Jamie, too, you you were like, all right, I'm getting excited about him from a fantasy perspective. 13 points, it didn't get it done tonight, not for fantasy and not for football. It was the dink and doink offense. They had nothing. Dolphins were dropping into coverage, getting pressure with the front four. They had nothing. They ran it okay, but they just got, they got hit in the mouth like they've been doing to people. They had no answer for it. I don't think Chark made that big of a difference not playing. They just – they got out. Look, Fitz Magic was phenomenal yeah. first half. Yep. Starts off like 10 for his first 10. Uh, I mean, he was phenomenal. He was efficient. They just played better. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville reminds me a lot of last year's Miami team. A bunch of dudes you've never heard of playing their asses off, and you don't really want to play them. But they played a more talented version of that in Miami in year two of the same kind of guys that are playing their asses off for Flores. So they got caught. I was going to ride with the stash over the beard. It bit me in the ass. By the way, my TDN fantasy team is so jacked up. I was all Jacksonville tonight, and I didn't have James Robinson. 
So it's, uh, it was ugly. Listen, there's a lot of conversation back and forth about you got the beard and you got the stash and there's all these the fun back and forth between these two guys. But there was a line tonight at which they called Ryan Fitzpatrick Tua Tungabailoa's helper on the broadcast. And Beyond disrespect. And I'm bringing this up on purpose. Put some respect on this dude's name, okay? This is a guy who has been in the NFL, which stands for not for long, for a very long time. Years. He is a true pro. He's done a lot in this league to deserve respect. And for Troy Aikman, who's a former quarterback, to say something like that in the broadcast is even more disrespectful because he should know how hard it is to do what Fitz has done for such a long period of time. And I, it really pissed me off. Like, I, the longer I've, I've sat on it, the more it's made me angry. And so I wanted to bring it up because – Ryan is a true pro. He's a dude. He's living at the freaking facility right now. He's away from his family. He's like, like the dude just loves playing football. And tonight was one of those moments where you watched him. And at certain times, and, and you can speak to this, Jamie, we're watching and we're, and we're going, he looks phenomenal. And he has these games, right? It doesn't do it. He, he never does it for 17 ga- or 16 games. But he does do it for stretches. And tonight, there were a lot of those stretches. Yeah, he looked really good in this game. Uh, threw for 160 yards, two touchdowns, had some design runs for him, uh, gets in the end zone. Brucked a few people. Yeah, I mean, was not led with it. I mean, early in the first quarter, he's leading with his right shoulder to block. I mean, this was one of those like quintessential. That's why that yeah. West team is love him, too. Yeah, the quintessential why Ryan Fitzpatrick is not only loved, but why he continues to get work year after year after year game. Uh, this was probably a good reminder for all of us of what happens. And I'm guilty of this a little bit too, although I picked the Dolphins to win, of not overhyping bad teams when they get exciting performances early in the season. Like, yeah. I, I think we, we hit a point because of the min stats, because everybody's kind of rooting for that player. We kind of lost perspective on, this was a team many people thought was going to be the worst team in football this year. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be the worst team in football, but they're one of the five worst. And maybe one of the three worst when it's all said and done. We need to kind of roll back the hype train a little bit on what uh, on what we had for Jacksonville because that was one of those ones where you know I mean, they, look if they're not playing the Dolphins, the Jets, or the Giants, we're not picking them anyway. Sure, no. it was kind of like a toss up. I picked them to win by three, so yeah. it was like yeah, but Miami's yeah, looked yeah. like hot garbage. Look, look, you, they were favored in this game, and I don't think they're going to be favored no. in a whole lot of games. No, 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 it's a great point. You beat the Colts at home. You played the Titans tough. I mean, you deserve all the credit. They're going to be a scrappy team, a lot like the Miami Dolphins were late last season, as you guys pointed out. But you don't have to remember, this is a probably at best a five-win team. Yeah, yes. at best, sure. and we can't overrate that. Talent matters. This team is not talented. They have gotten rid of a ton of people on this team. The roster's in, but they've, they've done the right things to turn this over and try and hit the reset button. If they get the right guys in place, you assume this is probably Marone's last year there. There's a lot of changes that can happen. There's obviously two high-profile, maybe three high-profile quarterbacks coming out of this upcoming draft. They're also extremely young. Yes, for sure. Very young. Pieces that you like. You just – they don't have enough. No. You don't look at that roster and you don't go, oh, my God, look at all that. Look at those pieces. Yeah. It, 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 it's just not there. R- rough night for C.J. Anderson. Very uh, After a really night. strong week one, was okay week two. Got exposed. Yeah, he looked like a rookie. Looked like a rookie here in week three. But it, that's the point. They had some pieces you like. You like Josh Allen. You like Miles Jack. You like Schobert. You like Henderson. But, like, those are just a few pieces in the overall picture for that team. 
and they're, they're all they're what twenty five. Yeah, I mean they're all aside from Chobo, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, by the way, I don't want to jump off this game without mentioning that Cam Robinson's ejection was absolute bullshit. Yeah, that yeah. Was yeah. Cool. the official should have been ejected. His hands all over him, kept yeah. putting his hands in his face. Yeah, he's gonna swat your hand out of the damn way. That was garbage. He's gonna get fined. The NFL is going to back up the official, but that was absolutely freaking ridiculous. That yeah, that, that was happened. that was yeah. a really bad one. Um, but any parting thoughts on this game before we move on and start looking ahead to Sunday slate? Two things quickly. One, obviously, the big story coming out of this game is going to be James Robinson gets in the end zone twice, gets six catches in this game. Uh, but Miami did something this week that they have not been able to do the last couple of weeks, and part of it's because they were able to get an early lead, and that was attempt to run the ball consistently. Miles mm-hmm. I mean, Gaskin ended up with twenty-two carries in this game. Wow. Uh, only had 66 yards, but he had 22 carries in this game. And my fun fact is that now through three games, Jordan Howard has 16 carries for 12 yards and three touchdowns this season. He's going to be a touchdown vulture this year, guys. It's Mike already – Mike Colbert 2.0 yeah, is uh, – It's going to pinch you off if you have Miles Gaskin because he's going to run all the way down the field and they're going to br- – and Howard's going to have no runs – and they're going to bring him in on the goal line. With Devontae Freeman, a giant, if Miles Sanders gets hurt, he's going to be an eagle before the season's over with. Yeah. I don't think he's – I don't think – he's gone. If anybody yeah. will give anything for him, they're going to trade him before the That would make a ton of sense. All right, guys, time to move on. Uh, first game up here, and I'm not picking it on purpose. It's just the first one here on the list on the score. It's the Chicago Bears going on the road to play the Atlanta Falcons. Lots of fantasy value here, guys, both teams. Atlanta – is always going to have fantasy value because the offense is loaded, but the defense is the defense, right? So this is a game where I'm watching, I'm looking, I'm going, okay, what do we see? What we saw last week from David Montgomery, okay? This is a prime opportunity with a bad defense, okay, to go in and run David Montgomery and give Mitchell Trubisky opportunities for some design runs and do what you need to do, and I want to see that. Are you expecting to see that, Jake? Is that what you're expecting to see? Because I think if, if, you, if you're ever going to see it, this has got to be the week where you go, okay, we just saw David Montgomery. You liked what you saw. This has got to be a week to build on that. There couldn't be a better start of the season for Trubisky with the team. 100%. This is the best layup defensively. So, yeah, you expect to see it. What we expect to see from this offense and what we get – are rarely the same thing. 100%. There's only a few fantasy thing guys in this game. I, I can't wait to hear Jamie's take on this that I think are sure things. Montgomery's one of them. I think Allen Robinson should be one of them. Anthony Miller's probably okay, depending on where he is with the coaching staff and the doghouse. I'm not sure all the Atlanta guys, if Julio doesn't play, is Calvin Ridley a sure thing? Because now he's the one. I don't know. Chuck Pagano's pretty damn good at doubling up the one when now Russell Gage is the two instead of the three. If Julio plays and he's not 100%, I think Ridley's still legit. But I don't know. I don't feel great about the Falcons. I picked the Falcons to win this game. But I don't I don't know. I don't – fantasy-wise, I don't love the Falcons guys. But you, I, I like I like the Bears guys. I mean, they should – Trubisky should have a, a dead. Yeah, and you got to pay attention to what's going to happen with Julio on Sunday because that's yeah. going to impact everybody across the board. Because what Jake, Jake brings up is what so often gets forgotten about in fantasy, which is Alvin is reaping the benefits of Julio being the one. And if Julio's out of the game and he's got to go up against Kyle Fuller every, every time and now he's getting that coverage all the time or Jalen Johnson, who as a rookie has been playing really, really well, it's, it's going to be different. He's not used to, he's not used to that. That's going to change what he's going to do fantasy-wise. By the now, way, that pass rush. Is going to be in Matty Ice's face all day. So, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't 
What do you think, Dan? I don't. I don't love the Falcons guy. Normally, I'd be like, I love this Falcons offense every week. Give me. I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm still rolling with them. It's still the Falcons at home. They're they're, they're gonna throw, yeah, they're going to throw a bunch because they're just they can't run and they don't want to run. Um, but I agree with you that I like Howard Ridley more actually if Julio Jones is active than if he's not. You're, I think you're still playing Ridley regardless of this yeah. point. Yeah, you have to. But uh, I think he's a top five receiver this week if Julio is playing. Like, I, I think that, that would be a tremendous spot for him. I love Russell Gage as a flex play regardless, because either way, whether he's a third option or the second option, he's going to get overlooked a little bit. Uh, I think if you're if you're in a deep league, I think Mitchell Trubisky is a solid start. He's a top 15 quarterback for me this week. I know there's some risk there because there's always a chance that he has, like, what the first three quarters of the Lions game was. But this is the worst defense in football right now. Uh, I, I will take my chances on Trubisky – Anthony Miller, I need to wait and see. Yeah. Um, I just, I was discouraged by the snap count last week. I was discouraged by the couple of drops he's had the last couple of weeks, which haven't been an issue for him going going before. He made enough great plays to make up for them, but he hasn't done it yet this year. Uh, if you're looking for like a really deep DFS play, I just happened to see for the minimum this week you can play Darnell Mooney. So for the three grand minimum on DraftKings, if you low. want to do like a stars and scrubs type lineup, I'll take a chance on him at the very absolute minimum dollar amount, but. Uh, I, I'm excited for this game. I like the over. The over is one of my locks of the week. Uh, I'm excited to see how this game goes. But I agree with you guys that I like Ridley more if Julio Jones plays because of what that opens up and the matchups that he has. And the fact that teams still aren't doubling Calvin Ridley yet. And the second they do, Julio's going for 10, 160, and three. And everybody's going to go, well, never, what do we do? Yeah. Well, and this team can't run the football either. They don't, they don't even try. They don't no. even try. So it, which creates, listen, Matt Ryan's going to sling the ball, but he's probably going to throw three picks because he's going to try and force it a bajillion times in this game. And that's what they do. This is what this team always does. The defense, this reminds me of in the 2018 season, Mitch had this breakout game against, no offense, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bruce wasn't there at the time, so it doesn't count. And Mitch looked phenomenal. He threw for four touchdowns. He, he picked apart that Tampa Bay. And at the time, the defense reminded me of what we see in Atlanta right now, where they couldn't stop anybody. And if, if that's the type of scenario that you get from Mitch, that's where you get the fantasy value yeah. that Jamie's talking about. That's the best case scenario. All right, moving on. L.A. Rams, Buffalo Bills, the two undefeated teams playing each other. Jared Goff, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, six touchdowns, no interceptions so far through the season. We talked about him. 75% completion percentage. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And MVP in the MVP race. Got to put his name up there. He's played phenomenal thus far. Lots of lots to like around here. Jamie, I'll let you take this mm -hmm. one first. When you look at Buffalo and the pass catching options there, you've seen a little bit more than what we have last year. And this is what we talked about in the off season. How much more are you gonna see progression wise from Josh Allen? And what is that gonna do fantasy wise for everybody around him? It seems so far like there's a lot of value. There is, Von Diggs and John Brown have both had really solid fantasy years. And I think a lot of people expected Diggs, he was drafted high for that role. But as we mentioned all off season, don't forget about John Brown who has continued to be successful when he's been able to stay healthy and on the field wherever he's been. Um, I'm, this matchup is extremely intriguing to me because if, if you watch and if you go look at the breakdown uh, that was done by Trevor Sycamore on the draftnetwork.com of Josh Allen against the Dolphins last week, you'll see a lot of the same things. It's first and 10, it's man coverage one-on-one, -on -one, and they run deep crossers that Diggs is winning every time, and then occasionally Brown is winning it. They ran almost, a, they ran a, an almost eerily similar concept eight, nine, ten different times against Miami, and almost all of them were successful. When they ask Josh Allen when he plays a more zone-oriented team or when they ask him to do a little bit more, I want to see, do, do those progressions hold? I'm a fan of Josh Allen. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not one of those people that hates everything he does. There seems to be this, this community on 
Twitter that is just anything Josh Allen does is bad. I'm not a part of that group, but I still want to see a little bit more. But for this matchup, you, I mean, you're playing Diggs as a wide receiver too. John Brown is a flex play. But I do think this is going to be a test. The Rams are playing extremely well right now. I love what Jared Goff is doing. I love the, the counterpunch we talked about earlier this week from Sean McVay in this offense. And this defense is going to challenge them a lot more than Miami did last week. So I am very interested to see how the Bills hold up here at home against the Rams. Yeah, apparently those people on Twitter hate winning because that's what – I guess you don't like a team that goes to the playoffs last year. Which part is, part I, I, I is this, there's this there's this tendency, especially around the draft now, and obviously you know with draft network of when you don't like a guy or when you like a guy, you want to spend the next three or four years of that player's career twisting yourselves into knots to defend your original take instead of oh, looking at yeah. what the film tells you. Of course. And that's kind of what's happening with Josh Allen right now, where people that were like that hated the selection. It's becoming harder and harder to disagree with it. So they're getting more and more creative and twisting themselves into bigger and bigger pretzels to try to defend a decision instead of saying, I was this wrong. is what I thought. And I was he wrong. has made progressions, and this is what he is now. I've changed my opinion. But nobody wants to be an adult and do this. Everybody wants to go, I was never wrong, and I'm going to put myself into a freaking burrito to, like – Figure out how I can defend my take from three years ago as if nobody changes. By the way, that makes you dumber. Yeah. Just so you know, we all know you're an idiot. And if you keep defending it, it just makes you that much dumber. I've been wrong about a lot of things. I'm going to be wrong about a lot of things. It's not a sure I'm thing. Otherwise, of- you would be a billionaire because an NFL team would hire you but that's, to do it. But that's the difference. When you're able to pivot and look at what your eyes tell you and look at what there's, what's out there, that's how you learn. Nobody expects you to – I don't The Baltimore Ravens haven't hit on 100% of their draft picks. Let's use that organization that is that it's held up there. They haven't hit on 100% of their picks. But, like, if, if you refuse to ever look back and say, I might have been wrong about something, or a player fixed a flaw with professional coaching. I'll that. That's a, no, I mean, it's what a freaking coach is supposed we, to do. Why is it okay for a player to, to coach the flaws out of his game from high school to college, but the but from college to the pros, you're not allowed to get your, the, the flaws coached out of you? I don't hey, understand. Question, I don't, how many things do you hear? Yeah, but just get him to a college weight program or, or just get him into this college system. Why does that not apply at the NFL when it's the highest level of coaching? Because those guys are all stupid. Those coaches are all idiots. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get why players can't get better. Great point. Look, back to fantasy. I hate Diggs this week. I love John Brown this week. Jalen Ramsey pitched a freaking shutout last week. Yeah. A shutout. Ladies and gentlemen, a over shutout. Yeah. Like he gave up jack shit. Yeah. No, Jalen's on his A game He is falling out. It's not a good matchup for Diggs. Now, I don't know that he's going to follow him all day, but I like John Brown as a second complimentary piece to that. On the other side, Jamie's boy, we talked about this week. I love all these players to the Rams, but they're spreading the ball all over the place. It is so hard to guess which one. Now, you drafted them all really high. You're going to play all of them. I just wouldn't expect a ton from any of them. They're they're all spreading out. And whoever, Tredavious White on the other side, dude, this is one of the best cornerback matchups. Yeah. Maybe of the year. The way these guys are playing, who they are, whoever they're covering ain't doing anything. Yeah. So luckily for the Rams, they move guys all over the place, and they're they got a lot of motions, all that stuff. They're going to get some guys open, but I don't know what to expect from these Rams, and I don't know what to expect from the Rams backfield either. No, I, I have both the uh, both Cup Woods wide receiver twos. I, I don't know what to do with them this week. Somebody see how often they move around. You know, uh, I don't think Trey's coming inside on on Cup. 
when he's there. I think it's more likely that he's on Woods more often than not. But we'll, we'll see how they – I mean, they're moving everybody around. Everybody's getting carries in this receiving core. I mean, they're, there's a lot that's happening. They're super creative. Super creative. And, yeah, I'm not playing any Rams back this week. Brown's banged up a little bit. Henderson had one really big run at the end of the game, and everybody lost their minds box score scouting. But, like, he wasn't used a, a lot before then. I, I'm in wait and see mode. Like, I, especially pre-bye weeks, even with all the injuries, you really shouldn't be starting a Rams running back this week. By the way, the Bills defense really good against the Rams. Yes. So, yeah, there's bad matchup. I don't know who's going to get the ball. Like, it's, it's a bad combination. I hope that if the Buffalo Bills win this football game, the, the people that are putting themselves into pretzels start detangling themselves a little bit. I don't know what you're watching if you're still making I don't get it. I, I truly do not understand. It's incredible the amount of excuses that are made for certain players that are not given to others. I, I do not understand it. But we will move on before this turns into the Josh Allen love fest. The Washington football team going on the road to play the Cleveland Browns. Skip. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about this quickly because there are two running backs playing for one football team that a lot of people have rostered in fantasy football. So, Jake, comfortability in playing both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb against this ferocious front seven for the Washington football team. I keep I keep having to tell myself, my brain's like, yep, just keep just say it. I know it sounds stupid and the very juvenile, but the football team, yes, that one. I'll start with the other side. Scary Terry is the only person you're worried about yeah. on this Washington football team offense. And they're getting Greedy Williams back this week, so both of their corners are there. I don't like that at all, but if you have him, you're probably playing him. The other side, I like both running backs. I mean, the way to stop a really good defensive line, especially a pass rush, is to hit them in the mouth. That's what the Browns want to do. They're going to try to do it. They're going to try to do it over and over and over again. I love Kareem Hunt in the passing game this week. Quick hitters, screens, that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll see about OBJ and Landry. I don't know how many times they're going to actually throw it, but I love their game plan last week, and that's how they want to play. They want to get Baker on the move, play action, naked boots, get him outside the pocket, and make some plays. I, I think they're going to be fine running the ball. As do I. Uh, I have them both as top 20 backs, especially given all the injuries. Uh, yeah. It gets thin and running back real quick now all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I have Chubb at 10. I have Kareem Hunt at 17. Like, uh, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't want to play them both. They both have had success. We have now have 12 games, I believe, uh, 10, 11 or 12 games of knowledge on how these, are, these players are going to be used together, and they've both been plenty successful. Uh, I, I have no apprehension. If you have both, I'd play both. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that have that have this fear of playing multiple players from the same team that I just don't understand. Like players aren't going to get any work. Grab all, grab all yeah. those points. Yeah, uh, players aren't going to get any work. I understand the fear is that like if one team has a bad game, it could sink you. But players don't get any worse because you roster another player from that roster. Like this is a weird. Especially if standard running back is. I, I don't know how many times I get this. Like, I don't want to play Hunt and Chubb. I don't want to play Cooper and C.D. Lamb. I don't want to play. I, I don't understand. Like there's. Those players didn't get worked because we rostered both of them. No, and you, if you didn't feel comfortable, then you shouldn't have rostered both of them. Like, that's yeah. – if you're going to ask that question every week, then, then you shouldn't have rostered both of them. All right, moving on. Tennessee going on the road to play the Minnesota Vikings, the winless Minnesota Vikings for all those paying attention at home. Uh, listen, I'm looking at this, and I'm going through the score app, and I'm looking at the two running backs, right? You got Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry in this matchup. Two, two running backs that were in the top ten across the board consensus. Dalvin Cook has 26 carries. Derrick Henry has 56 carries. Yeah, 30 more carries in two games. Gotta have a lead to give Cook the ball. That is total insanity. I'm looking at this, and I'm going, this cannot be right. The other stat that sucks here if you're a fantasy owner Dalvin Cook 
three touchdowns, Derrick Henry, goose egg. So although he's got more yards and he's getting more and he's getting more rushes, he's not doing a lot with those rushes. He's got two hundred yards, but thirty more carries. Dalvin Cook way more efficient, one hundred and thirteen yards on thirty less carries. Right. So I'm looking yeah. at this and I'm going, wow, the difference between and the touchdowns. That's a massive difference for these two guys. And Derrick Henry, one of those guys, you saw what he did last year, but had so many years of disappointment ahead of that as we went into this into this season. Jamie. You look at this, you see the two running backs, but also Johnny Smith, Adam Thielen, lots of fantasy relevance and, and disappointment, I should say, also in, in this matchup. Well, let's, let's start with the Tennessee side because really Derrick Henry, aside from Johnny Smith and Tannehill, are really the only players you're looking at. Like, uh, I mean, Corey Davis can be a flex with, with A.J. Brown out, but you're not really starting anybody else there. You can run for miles on this Minnesota team right now. We've talked about how soft they are in the defensive line compared to years past. Michael Pierce opt out, no Everson Griffin. I mean, you can run on this team. And we've talked before in the offseason about the one flaw with Derrick Henry and the fact that he never catches a touchdown pass or never catches passes is that when he's not scoring touchdowns, he's going to be an RB2. Like his, his fantasy value is tied to getting you 14, 15, 16 touchdowns a year. That is where, that's where you get his first round value from. Now we can still get there. Let's, let's talk about the – from. Week 10 on, the last two years have been just, I mean, bonkers. So he has been a late-season performer, but I think he has a big game here. Uh, I like John U. Smith as a top-12 option. Still want to see him on the field a little bit more often. He's coming off the field a lot on third down, something to kind of keep an eye on in, in that scenario. For Minnesota, look, Thielen's going to get looks because that's the only person. If you're watching – if you go back and watch Cousins in the, last, the game last week, he only trusts Adam Thielen. He is locking in on him. Early and often, and that's the only person he's going to with the football more often than not. So it's not paying off for them, and he's forcing the ball in the scenarios that he does not need to force the ball into. And I don't know why he suddenly doesn't have any chemistry with the two tight ends that he had chemistry with last year. Um, I know you have a rookie in Justin Jefferson, number two, but Thielen and Ola B.C. Johnson and Ersmith Jr. and Kyle Rudolph and Dalvin Cook, they've all been there. Yep. So I'm a little surprised about that. But you're playing Thielen, you're playing Cook, you're playing Derrick Henry. Uh, but I really like Ryan Tannehill as a top 10 play for me this week. He's somebody that, um, you know, if you have a Drew Brees, if you have a Deshaun Watson, if you have a couple of years, Jake, a Carson Wentz, I would start <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. the stack over Wentz tonight. It bit me in the ass. I would start Ryan Tannehill over all those guys this week. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jared Goff. I would, start, I would start Ryan Tannehill this week over all those guys. It's a good matchup. Jake, Goff? I mirror all that. I, the Thielen thing is so weird. Like – He's going to put up decent numbers because they're forcing it to him. I expect Minnesota to play a lot better. They're way too they well coached to play this bad again. I don't know what happened, what's going on in that locker room. Now I don't know that they're going to stop Henry, but they, the Titans have not run it that well yet. No, they have not, as, as is displayed they, by the amount of carries they run that a ton, has. But they haven't run it well. No. So can they get that going? And if they run it that well, does that bite Tannehill in the ass for – Maybe maybe he's good in the red zone and get you a couple touchdowns. But I agree with everything Jamie said. I mean, I think Corey Davis still has the potential (laughs) to have a decent game with with Brown out, but who knows? It's the ongoing. I think this could be a really close game. Yeah. I think Minnesota plays better than they played. They have to. I mean, this is essentially an elimination game for the Vikings. Like, I don't want to be overdramatic, but it's also a check your manhood. You gave the head coach an extension when he was supposedly on the hot seat, and you start off like this. We're talking about Zim and Kubiak. Yeah. He's a well-coached team that looks 
awful for two two weeks. They look awful. And again, I know I'm I'm bitter because I lost a bet because because of it. But I didn't like the way that they just just rolled over and died at no. the end of last week. I understand you. I understand you're not gonna, you're not going to win the game. You're still down three scores with a minute something left. But the fact that you don't even try to get the ball back when you could easily have got the ball back in that scenario, and at least try to do something, have some positive happen for you before the end of the game. Uh, they they need a response this week. They absolutely need a response. Even if they don't win, they need to be competitive in this game because on paper, it's not like the Penguins are that much better than them. But if you've watched the two teams through the first first part of the season, it feels like one's a lot better. I am really interested to see what we get from the Titans. I'm not convinced that they're any good and they're not a middle-of-the-pack team. They haven't shown me that they're not yet. Yeah. I love that Tannehill's kind of playing like he did last year. That makes me feel a little bit better about him, but their defense isn't very it's, good. Yeah, defense is way softer than the Titans. Yeah. Kind of, although Denver defense probably as good as Minnesota's at this point. But it's their first real test of another middle-of-the-road, should-be-middle-of-the-road yeah. team. I'd be interested to see how this goes. Goes to what we've talked about. Let's we got to start looking at after week three, really week four, who's an actual contender and who was pretending. Especially right? the, no preseason. I they, think it's it, definitely it's week four really this year. It's really hard to, have to, to be able to see – who these teams are quite yet with no preseason. And it's always hard to figure out who teams are in September. That's not when you win. It's not when you win Super Bowls. That's not you. You're the, what was this Tannehill led team last year? It wasn't, it was Marcus Mariota and we talked about it. And then Tannehill had a yeah. back half of the season. That was unbelievable. I mean, that's what happens each and every year in the NFL. I think it'll happen even more this year. All right. The two and oh Raiders got to say it again, the two and oh, Las Vegas Raiders going on the road to play the New England Patriots. Derek Carr having himself a good start to the year. Cam Newton. That's a shitty description, by the way. He's having a great start to the year. It ain't a good start. He's a great start. He's played phenomenal through two weeks. Yeah. Great start. Phenomenal for two weeks. And you can read all about it. I was pause. I got it. I got it. You can read all about it on the draft network. I wrote about it today. The stats are beyond impressive. Yeah. They are beyond impressive, yeah. but it's more than the stats, which your eyes tell you he's playing really well and he's leading that team. He sure is, and it's paying off, obviously, with the team being in the position that they are. And listen, they're an underdog in this game going to New England. This would put this would be a big old fat W if they go on the road to New England and do this and punch this. Then all of a sudden we're going, okay, Derek Carr, okay, okay, Raiders. And I know this isn't – this isn't New England of old, but it would still be a. It would still be humongous. It would still be a giant I don't let, win. I'm not picking team. the. I'm not picking the Raiders for this game, but I don't care what happens unless like Cam Newton stubs a toe in the first play of the game. Do not let anybody tell you otherwise. If the Raiders win this game, that it's not a big deal. I agree. Oh, it's yeah. I, I don't. Th- I'm not picking them to do it. But if they do, don't, I don't, no I don't want to hear any excuse about no. anybody about anything. It was an absolutely huge deal if they were able. Here's to Here's the thing, it. though: when you first looked at this, instead of going, oh. New England. I thought about a long time. A long yeah, time. I, they've they've getting they've got you to the point where you had to think about it. Yeah. And make the argument for why you think. I agree with you. I think New England's going to win. It's hard to go across the country twice in three weeks. They're a little banged up. Yep. And this is not the Panthers. I haven't seen anything from the Patriots makes me think they're world beaters. Yes, Cam played pretty good the other night. Seattle's defense might rival Atlanta's as the second worst in the yes. league. Yes. Yes. Them Dallas. I mean, there's there's some. I mean, really he threw defense. it better than I thought he was capable of throwing. Yeah. Yep. I don't like the weapons he's throwing to. I don't think they have enough of them, regardless of how good he's throwing it. No, he went to for, Julian Edelman. For that to be their offense. Yeah. I also don't think they can run him that much and that be their offense. They still got to figure out what that's going to be. 
Raiders defense is probably a good week to figure that yeah. out. They're not they're not that healthy. They're not that great over there. Although Jonathan Abram, him against Cam and Opa, that is going to be fun. You talking about a dude that brings it when he brings it and wants to compete and is a missile as was described on to on the man broadcast. and machine. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah to man and machine. I love that in this matchup. Yeah. yeah. I, I loved what I saw the other night. The chemistry that he has with Cam, as much as he could still get separation. Nikhil Harry, Nikhil Harry can't. Man. No. Bird, not really. Bird's, Bird's a fifth or sixth option. I'm right. Team. So Edelman is the guy. He's getting separation. If James White plays, I want to see that, but I think yeah. that could be a piece that Cam really likes. Josh Jacobs, you're going to love. Sure. Ruggs is a little hurt. I'll tell you who I freaking loved was the young dude from South Carolina the other night. Oh, um, Brian Edwards. Edwards yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> it is like Des Bryant reincarnated in that body with that catch radius. He has potential, but he's a rookie. Yeah. yeah. Not he's he's a guy to keep an eye on long term. But yeah, I mean, look, the Raiders are covering Waller is what I want. That's the thing. You're playing Waller. You're playing Jacobs. Um, I, I would imagine. I'm trying to think who's who would play Waller in this scenario. It's going to be. Well, first of all, where's he lining up? They did a great right. job Monday night showing that he lined up in the slot. He lined up out wide. He lined up on the line of scrimmage. And it was like a third, third, third. So save me that he's a tight end and other teams have used their tight ends more like that. There's only one dude like that. And his name's Because Travis yeah. Kelsey's not like that. No. No. No, because he's not as fast as Darren. Not yeah, He's not running 4-3. Adrian nice. Phillips, I imagine, would cover him more often than not. It's just who he's in line. I mean, again, it Phillips has been good against tight ends, but, like, Wall, again, great beats – Good, like all the time, and, and, Darren and the Waller accuracy shown, that Derek Carr is playing with right yes. now and is the, allowing the run after the catch. And Darren Waller's only issues were Darren Waller coming 100%. in. Darren Waller was Darren Waller's enemy. It was never a talent issue with him, and and that the fact that his story and getting his life cleaned up is, is amazing uh, and, and good for him. He's a tremendous example for anybody that is dealing with any sort of issues on that front. The I, I'm excited to watch, and not necessarily this week. You know, I think this is going to be a good game. When New England faces a team that has the, the level of players on the second and third level of the defense to slow Cam down. Because yeah. Miami doesn't have that. Seattle doesn't have that. The Raiders don't have that. And I think this will be a close game. But I think the true test of the Bills. how far – yes, how far Newton and the Patriots can really go. Is this a team that is a second or third wild card or is this a team that could be more than that? We'll find out in those matchups. And, but the, the weird thing in this game is they're just the pass-catching weapons are just – you're probably not touching most of them in this game. Mm -hmm. You play, you're playing Waller, sure. I like Ruggs long-term. He's banged up. Yeah, I, I, he's, he's not somebody I'm touching right now. I'm, Edwards is not a reliable enough no. play. You're not playing the kill Harry. You're playing, you're playing Edelman and you're playing Waller, and that is it in front of and – and James White, if he plays, obviously Jacobs is a must-start on the running back side, but that's it. And you – listen. And Jacobs hasn't practiced. I, yeah. I, I get it, TDN people, okay? I, get, I got this – I, have to, I did the Fantasy Pros podcast, and I told them. I started it off. I started right off the top. I said, TDM, people, do not tweet at me. I know you're going to be mad. They did it anyways. Listen, the, we can love the talent of the rookie. Henry Ruggs is a super talented dude. Brian Edwards, we just gave. But that doesn't mean that there's fantasy value there. Those are two separate things. Mm -hmm. It is okay to admit that out loud. That does not mean that we are saying Henry Ruggs sucks. That's not what we're saying. No. It's like you take offense to it. Like it's Rookie like you wide receivers have a difficult time making an impact. It happens every year, and every year we are surprised by it. I'm going to say. CD Lamb is an anomaly. Yes. He's the exception, not the rule. Yes. Yeah. He's also playing an offense that's going to throw it a ton because their defense sucks. And he's playing in the slot. 
If you're going to come in with that kind of skill set and play in the slot with that kind of offense, you're going to put up numbers. Jerry Judy would be putting up the same numbers as C.D. Lamb in that offense. 100%. So would Rodgers be playing the slot. Keep an eye late in the season. We saw late in the season rookie Juju. We've seen late in the season rookie Deontay Johnson just using the two guys from the Steelers, like, for example. Like, you'll start to see that a little bit more later in the season. But just understand, there's a, it's a massive transition. And as we saw tonight, here's a great example, because Jake pointed this out during the game. Uh, on the what should have been an interception on Gardner Minshew, the pass that goes to Vesca Chenault ends up between three or four different Dolphins defenders. He's, doesn't, he's not digging hard back to the line of scrimmage yes. to help his quarterback catch the ball because he, in college he can get away with just, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gently glide forward and just put my hands up. And the NFL, you're getting blown up for that. Like there are a lot of nuances that get missed, particularly when you have no preseason and no offseason. By the way, playing in the NFL is really hard. Playing in the NFL banged up is that much harder, people. Mm -hmm. When you see them questionable and they're in the training room for 12, 15 hours that week, it is hard to go play on Sunday at a high level, especially when you're a rookie and you're playing slow because your mind is running all over the place anyway trying to figure out what the hell you're doing. Listen, I feel like we have to – we're a broken record. We have to say these things. But we have to remind you people because you guys don't listen. So, I hope – TDN, I love you guys. Listen, I love Henry Ruggs. We love these guys. So just relax with the fantasy relevance. San Francisco 49ers going on the road to play the New York Giants. Skip. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could skip. Oh. Uh, very quickly, any fantasy relevance that you're excited about? Is it Evan Ingram that you're excited about because he plays better without everybody else there? Potentially. Potentially, but, I, I mean, you pl- you're probably playing him if you have him. Um, Evan Ingram. I like uh, Slayton. I, yeah, Slayton should have a decent game. I think if you need a flex spot in PPR, Deion Lewis. As I think mm. it'll be it'll take a few weeks for Devonta Freeman to get up to speed. Um, Jerick McKinnon, I like as well in PPR. He's gonna be I love McKinnon game. this week. I think yeah. for a week or two. He's, a, he's, a, he's an RB2 for me this week. Yeah, you're going to get a ton out of him for a week or two. And if you're desperate or in a two-QB league, I'd roll with Nick Mullins. I, th- I, I, I don't think they're going to change that offense much. No. No. So if you're, and again, he's like my QB twenty four. I'm not saying you're in a single no, quarterback league starter, no, but two QB league. Two QB league. Are you looking for like deep value in DFS? That defense outside James Bradbury can't stop anybody. I mean, if you're the Giants, you're loading the box, making yeah. whoever it is throw it with guys you've never heard of out there throwing it too. He's gonna have to throw it to win the game. I would not be surprised if he had three hundred yard, two touchdowns, two pick game, like from Nick Mullins. No, I really would not be. And then for fantasy purposes, that's you throw. Yeah. yeah, no, it's didn't want to spend too much time on it. That was the perfect synopsis. All right, Cincinnati Bengals going on the road to play the Philadelphia Eagles. I really mostly want to ask you guys about Joe Mixon and whether or not you guys Ugh. think <laughs> that's you have the 54% snap count last week. It's he's he's one of those guys that people are really disappointed Look, in. Jamie and I begged for the damn Bengals to throw him the ball. They finally did last year. By the way, same coaching staff. It's like the new guy figured it out. Now they've regressed back to all of a sudden he can't catch. Like, Gio Bernard is a better option than Joe Mixon on third down? No. Paid him. No. No. And by the way, Gio Bernard's like top five running back targets this year. Like, I don't – I like – look, Gio Bernard's nice. And his mustache is elite. But that, that – the, the mustache is elite. He's a guy. Sure. Like, Joe Mixon can be a, just a, a game breaker. Mixon. I don't 54%? I don't get that. $48 million. Yes, 54 to 46 was the Gio Bernard-Joe Mixon split line. Because they were getting beat and had to throw it a ton. But Stop. Mixon can play in the draft. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not happy because I took him in the second round of another league, and it's like. 
So what's the panic meter here? Because I think that's that's where – You've got to ride it out. I don't know. You can panic all you want, but you're going to play him. my RB15. Okay. My panic meter is treat him like an RB2. Okay. All right. Like a high-end RB2. The reality is it could be worse. You could have drafted Saquon Barkley. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like – or Le'Veon Bell, Raheem Mostert. Oh, wait, I did all three I did all three of those in one league. Don't remind me. The goal here is here's what you hope. You hope that at some point as this offense gets a little bit better or they get later in the season, that they will do the same switch they did late last year where they say, why are we not giving the ball to Joe Mixon 20 times a game? And then he becomes that RB1 everybody's been waiting for. By the way, if you want Smoke and Joe B to finish games, yes. you might want to give it to Mixon more because you're going to get the young dude killed. I don't know why they don't. The only other fantasy – point here I want you guys' opinion on is AJ Green. And that is you saw him He's a fit for me. Okay. That's I what I'm saying. I'm with last week. I understand you could spin this positively. You could say he got 13 targets. I could say go watch what he did because most of those were very catchable and AJ Green didn't catch them. The only other way to spin this and I'm fully on board with you here. Tyler Boyd, love. AJ yeah. Green, no. You know, the Tyler only Boyd, other way to spin this is I'm sure Hank will give us the stat. Seven games and yeah, what's your favorite stat? Whatever there it is. is, all caps. I see it. Seventeen, seven games. That's a lot of missed time to yeah. play two games and to look good. There was yeah. no preseason. He didn't practice that hard. He was nicked up in the preseason. And again. A new quarterback. And he's probably not thrilled with his current. I, all of that tells me situation either. All of that tells me I'm still sitting. I agree yeah, with I'm you. Dropping him. No, by the way, definitely but, not yet because they're going to throw it sitting. sixty times a game. And if he gets his legs under him, he's still a valuable piece. Tyler Boyd's the guy you want yeah, in that he, offense. He's not a top 30 receiver for me this week. No, you might be in a league in a situation where that's still, if you're a multi-flex league, sure. But in a standard two two wide receivers, one flex league right now, I don't think he's startable this week. Okay. Like, this, not for me. I want to see it. Like, there are a few guys that I want to see it. And, again, uh, we made this argument uh, uh, on a different show that we did earlier when we did a betting thing about Drew Brees. And we'll talk about that in a little bit of – I need to see it in the year 2020. Yes. Don't show me the stats. I don't. I know what my balls did. I agree. I know what Drew Brees did. Drew Brees has got a nice, nice gold jacket sitting there waiting for him. That ain't gonna help you this year in fantasy. No. Show me in the year 2020, especially with all of these quality receiver options. Like, like I'm looking through some of the guys like this weekend, like my sneaky starts of you know, Russell Gage has a good matchup and. I can't – I hate the new, the new bar on our site that I can't ever click on. There's something. But, like, Kendrick, I, I'm not starting these guys necessarily over, over green, but, like, they're close. Kendrick Bourne is the wide receiver one in San Francisco right now. Mm-hmm. Russell Gage, Jerry Judy is the one. It's not a great matchup, but who else is – Jeff Driscoll going to target when they're down 21 in the second half? Like, yeah. there, there are some of these guys that are just, like, there's such a thin margin now between, like, the 20th best wide receiver – and like a 35th best wide receiver, that if you're really uncertain, go with a better matchup or somebody that's going to get more, you know, that has been showing you this year that they're going to be involved and more successful. Like, I'm not dropping him. 2017, guys. Like, you're not talking about something you saw recently. You're talking about something you saw a long time ago that you're still living on. But this is what we do in fantasy. How many times do we get guys coming? How many times do we try to make Josh freaking Gordon a thing? Every well, time. Everybody but me. I get off of Josh Gordon. That's great. What he did 18,000 years ago in Cleveland. I don't care. With what you saw or what could be, and not what's happening right in front of you. Whatever you did while like Josh Cribbs was still on the team is not relevant to me today. Um, but I look at this, and I said this on the show earlier this week. AJ Green's success was with Andy Dalton. 
I'm not saying he can't be successful with Joe Burrow. What I'm saying is, is when he is struggling right now, there isn't that year of that years of cachet that he had yes. filled up with. Like, it doesn't matter how many times AJ Green drops the ball, he's bailed me out for five years. I'm going back to him. There's a trouble. Joe Burrow doesn't have that yet. No. Nope. So AJ Green is going to have to have better performances for him not to go to all these other weapons that he has, particularly Tyler Boyd, who continues to be one of the most underrated players in fantasy. By the way, the other Mike year. Thomas played pretty good for them the other yeah. night. There's other guys that he could throw the ball to. Yes, there are other, there are other players. On the other side of the ball, we're not even talking about. Kyle like Sanders, yes. Yeah. Jack Hurts scares the hell out of all of us at this point. He's probably yeah. playing Hurts because who else do you have? Exactly. Um, I, I, I did, I did look at him and Johnny when I thought about it, which is a scary thought for me. I'm just going to be honest with you. I looked at it this week and yeah. I had that decision. Uh, I benched Wentz for Minshew. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm not that. happy about it now because I still think this was like the last ditch effort for Wentz. He's playing the Bengals defense. I have Wentz like QB 15. Like yeah. it's like if not now, it's never. It's happening. the potential against this defense yes. to play well. And it's, by the way, it's gonna be 72 degrees, no wind. Yeah. There's no reason that he can't put up points in this game. I love the over by the way in this game um, because I think both quarterbacks are gonna sling it. But Philadelphia's a broken offense right now. Broken team, particularly broken offense for a lot of different reasons. It's not just Wentz. Although Wentz is not playing well, it's not just him. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a little bit of that desperation, though, that you talked about earlier with Minnesota. I envision that if you go – show me something, Philly. The Eagles have a chance. The one or two Eagles have a chance because that division sucks. For sure. But show me something. Show show me something. Love Miles Sanders in this game. And that, um, I don't, I don't know what to do with the Eagles. I don't know why they can't get a receiver that. Can't, I mean, they have receivers that, like Jake's point out. Just, they, they have a bunch of guys to do one thing. Yeah, they keep drafting and trading for the same dude. Maybe you shouldn't have drafted Jalen Hurts in, this, well, in no. that round. Oh, maybe oh, you should, oh, maybe they, should they have drafted Van Jefferson? Yeah, I don't of know. course they should have. Should they have drafted Justin Jefferson? Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's a, you're looking at this and you're going, how how hard is this? Next to the Packers. You're, it's a, it's a WTF Ricky, moment. You're over Justin Jefferson. I don't get Jalen hurts over somebody that can help you. I, again, they got bailed out oh. by the Packers for that. Yep. They got absolutely bailed out by that. It, it, it's not even like a usurp thing. Like, I don't believe anybody there thinks that Jalen hurts is going to take Carson Wentz's job ever. Like this is not like at least. And Carson Wentz is seven years younger than Eric. As ludicrous as the Packers <laughs> draft was, as crazy as it was, I can at least see what they were thinking when they made the bad pick. I don't know what the Eagles were thinking. No. Aaron? There's a hundred million dollars next to Carson Wentz that says he ain't leaving anytime soon. No, and, and, and if and if you and again, I, I don't necessarily believe this, but if this, if you really did that just to stick it to Dallas, that's a terrible way to build an organization. Also, as a reminder, Carson Wentz is a decade younger than Aaron Rodgers. He is 27 years old. What the actual heck? Is that? Ian Allen Robinson. How is this? reminder. He is 27 years old. How stupid are you? I'm just like, that's where I look at Philadelphia and I go, oh my God, I kind of thought he was 30 and he's 27. By the way, you can't be the Patriots where you draft quarterbacks and then trade them for cap value later when you take them in the second round. Correct. He's never going to touch the field. No. Oh, and by the way, minus five teams. Everybody's pretty much set at quarterback. Yes. Oh, and by, yeah, ask Jameis. Ask Cam. Literally. Like, look what happens. Oh, and by the way, ask Andy Dalton. Oh, and by the way, the Patriots fully intended to play Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't believe for a second. I thought it was a power struggle. They fully intended to play Jimmy Garoppolo. And they like, Bill Belichick lost that fight. I will, I will take that to my grave. Yep. It's. I believe that that is the case for sure. I, I mean, 
I look at this Philadelphia. was a happy accident. I look at this Philadelphia team and I, how if I was Carson Wentz, where the Aaron Rodgers stuff, while stupid, also because it's Aaron freaking Rodgers, and he's, you're a he's now, approaching forty, and it makes you can look at that and go, okay, uh, okay, and you've done it before. You had Brett Favre, you drafted Aaron Rodgers, yes. and you made the flip. Although, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Well, you fell into your lap. You traded off the Jordan Love. It's so stupid. The game <laughs> Carson Wentz stuff is way more freaking stupid because he's 27 years old. You can old. damn sure make that argument. That is, that is and so moronic. Given the cap situations of the two teams. Also that. Like the fact that the Eagles have to build through the draft right now because they can't bring in players. They're going to have to cut half, They're going to have to cut like six or seven veteran yes. starters for this team just to get under the cap. I'm sorry, Philly. I know you're probably pissed off, but the truth hurts, man. That is the – I just – I had in my head that Carson was 30, and he's turning 31, and I look and he sees he's 27, and now – Everybody from Philly turned this off five minutes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. You guys are morons. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers and the Houston Texans, plenty of fantasy relevance in this one. Uh, guys, who are you most excited about here is James. Deontay Johnson. Okay. Let's go. Okay. By the way, I'm still 100% on the Juju train. I, I, they both can have success because they both will have success. And they both are. Against the secondary, give yeah. me every steal. Yes, but I love – I just want to give Deontay Johnson some love uh, just because he leads in targets. He is playing very well. He had a great finish last season, developed an immediate rapport with Ben Roethlisberger yeah. this season. Looks like he's going to be a star. And now you – I mean, I, we're trying so damn hard and fumbling at the end of plays yes. and learn to go down when it's time to go down. Other than that, I love the kid. Love him. If you're playing him. He's a must start. Future's a must start. Um, you know, if you're a deep league, I like Claypool. Although Clay, look at Claypool like a little bit like Mike Thomas last year. You probably he might get two catches. They might be for combined 76 yards, but like that's that's what you're gonna get. Maybe a best ball league. Connor looked good. He should have a good game in this. And Ebron's gonna pop sooner or later. I know. Yes. From talking to people up there, they want to get him the ball. They love the matchups. They've tried. It just hasn't worked out yet. That chemistry's coming. It's going to happen sooner or later. On Houston, how I mean, I – David Johnson. David Johnson, low-end low RB2 for me. That's it. Um, I'm no Texans in my RB2 category, and I don't have Deshaun Watson to start this week. So, I mean, he's – I mean, I mean, if you have him, you might, because I don't know, especially now with the last couple of years of waiver wire – or a couple of weeks of waiver wires, you may not have a better option. I'm looking to see where I end up putting him this week. But it's – I wouldn't. It's a bad matchup. Like, I think I have him – where do I have him? I have him down um, at 17. Yeah. So, like, I bet you can find somebody else. I would uh, – here it is. I start Mitchell Trubisky and Justin Herbert over Sean Watson this week. Wow. Let's go, Mitch. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put that out there. Let's go, Mitch. I like it. I, I mean, I'll better matchup for sure. Has anybody watched tape of the Steelers defense? Because they are flying around. Yeah. Oh, love to hear it. By the way, love to hear it. We've been picking on the Texans, but my God, could you have a worse start to the season? Yeah, yeah. It's a big they're not good, but this, they're, not, they're not as bad as they look right now because they're just getting. I mean, look, this is probably an eight or nine win team, but they're going up against three of the best teams in the, in on the, the NFL. road. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who made the schedule. They but got Bill, everything else. Probably Bill O'Brien made the schedule. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Bill, you pissed yeah, the football well, gods off, brother. The Texans are an eight-nine win team, but this is what it looks like when an eight-nine win team with when? a lot of flaws. No, no, like no, no. I'd say in general, like if they were playing neutral games, it's probably an eight-win team that's playing that's playing teams that are just so far above them. Yeah, they look terrible, and they're gonna be, get put away. They're not winning games. nine games this year. I'm not, no, like, no. If we if they played a neutral schedule, yeah. they, they would be an eight-eight-win team. And the problem is, is they're playing the three best teams in the AFC, you could argue. 
Yeah. Back to back to back. Back to back to back. Yeah. Is this the is this the is this the Big Ben kind of breakout game? I mean, he's played okay, but he has three hundred last. But I mean, like, I mean, like the 500, yes. five hundred five touchdown game. Like the four fifty. No, no, because they're going to be up so big, and they can run it effectively. Yeah, I think I think they blow them out. Because you, you can do both. Coming. That game. Why? It's coming, but they're going to be in a game where somebody takes advantage of that defense, and has a good week against that really really good defense. And maybe it's the Ravens, somebody that's close, and they have to do that. Somebody's going to. Stop the run, put it on him, and he has those Ben moments. But it's not going to be this week because they're going to be up. Ben deserves more love. I don't know what's happening this early part of the season. I, I feel like people are not – I think maybe people are looking at the final scores and their box score scouting. or not even doing that. Like, just look at the final scores of the game. He is throwing I, – I saw a stat that he was like top three in the NFL in catchable balls. Right? He is throwing – he is playing very well. I think there's the ceiling on this offense is still higher than we've seen it. Oh. I still feel like they're playing very. We're still trying to figure out what, yeah, what they can do, I've what Ben can do. I've identified the breakout game on the schedule. I've already looked ahead and I found it. Bengals in three weeks. Nope, they play the Philadelphia Eagles in two weeks. They're going to be just at the right pace, and that Eagles defense stinks. And I think Ben will take massive advantage. Of I that think he's going to throw for three hundred almost every week. Yeah, like when he has the five hundred yard game, which he. Usually throws one out there a year. Yeah. I don't know, but it's uh, back weeks probably. He might take that, and he might remind Ohio who's their daddy, and uh, just oh, just have a just have a, Ohio. Oh, just have a little fun with that one. All right, moving on. One of the bigger spreads of the weekend: the New York Jets, yep. who have absolutely no fantasy relevance. None. In Indianapolis Colts. So Jonathan Taylor moving on. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Josh Taylor's Jake's number one. He's my number seven running back. Must start. Love him in DFS. Play him, play him. He's going to eat in this game. Um, if deep league Zach Pascal is interesting, he's going to be on the field a lot. The Jets can't cover anybody. And Mo Ali Cox, if, if Jack Doyle's out, is a top 12 play. I think T.Y. breaks out. because I think. Oh, yeah. Well, I yeah think but you're starting T.Y., yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, you got to think about it at this point. He's, yeah. It's been ugly. I think they play action and they take a couple shots. And he actually catches it. This could be that, like, cliched confidence week. Like, yeah. he's been bad these last yeah. two weeks. He's a little bit shaken. This is a matchup. You get you force him the ball if you need to yeah. a few times just to get him going because he's look, he's still a tremendously talented player. Get out of your own head. Get a big game against the Jets. Let's move on and try to win this division. Yeah, get some comfortability with your new quarterback. like to see that happen in this matchup. And that quarterback needs to play better, too. Yes. That's exactly right. Yeah, Rivers has not been good. Like, he it was overshadowed by Kirk Cousins, you know, playing with a blindfold on, but it was This is a good chance. This is a good time to get right. This is a good, good get right game. This is a good get right game, right? You got your you didn't get any preseason. This is probably about the closest thing you're going to get to that. This is like you're playing uh, South Alabama to open the season as a as UAB 42 to 10, by the way. I said Blazers. All right, Carolina Panthers playing the LA Chargers. Justin Herbert playing in this one. So the fantasy relevance looks different with the LA Chargers. Obviously, the headliner here, Christian McCaffrey, not playing in this matchup. Guys, what's the feeling for Mike Davis here? Like, are you ex are you playing him? Are you? I mean, don't running back is so thin. Yeah. You have yeah, to play him right? somewhere if you got him. Yeah, RB two in full PPR. Okay. Um, I don't think he's going to run the ball terribly effectively, but you know, if he does it six, seven dump off passes, like that's all you need. Like those old school Chris Thompson games. Okay. I mean that that's just going to be you rack him up there. And the reality is, is Running back got thin real freaking quick. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, look at my rankings right now. 
I'm going through any of the, you know, the usual suspects here at the top. And then all of a sudden I get past the David Montgomery's, the Kareem Hunt's, and, you know, I'm like, well, I've got Mike Davis at 20 and Deion Lewis at 21 and David Johnson in a bad matchup and Todd Gurley in the never gets the ball and Mark Ingram and Melvin Gordon in the worst matchup he could have. And all of a sudden just, it gets thin well before the top 20 now. Like yep. it, it is rough. So you, you kind of have to play him there. I think there'll be some garbage time. The guy I really like this week is my, my – he's a top 30 rank for me. He's a deep sleeper. Love Joshua Kelly this week. Yeah. The Panthers can't stop the run at all. The first-round pick, Derek Brown, looked terrible to start the season. You can run on this team like crazy. Kelly's going to get a lot of work in this game. Nobody's going to play him. Uh, I really like him a lot this week. Herbert's going to make his mistakes. Um, I, I think he's going to have a better fantasy day than a real-life day mm-hmm. because the picks don't hurt you as, as much yeah. as you, when you're running around and throwing for 300 yards and a couple of touchdowns. But – um, I think he's the guy that he's my QB 15 this week. So if you're in a pinch or you're in a two QB league, I like him. You probably have a better option on your roster already. Don't keep him for long because his next three matchups are absolutely brutal. And he's going to, if he's still going to be playing through that stretch, it's going to, he's going to look like a rookie, but for a one week fill in, or if you need a cheap DFS play like him, like Keenan Allen, again, everybody was freaking out about him. He'll be fine. You're playing Eckler uh, in Carolina. Like I want to see if Robbie Anderson can do it for a third week in a row. I, think yeah. I like Robbie Anderson. Um, he fits this perfect little over-the-middle 12-yard area that Teddy throws as good as anybody, and they seem to have chemistry. I like Robbie Anderson. I like Hunter Henry with Herbert yes. playing more. And Keenan Allen, I like him a lot more with, with Henry as, or with uh, Herbert playing as well. I'm not sure if I like the rest of the, the Panthers. I mean, Robbie Anderson has been moved inside. Yeah. He's playing the slot. Like you said, he's finding this little wiggle and this little 12, 15-yard over-the-middle thing. So I, I kind of like him. I don't know about Davis. I, they're if they're going to try to use him the same way as McCaffrey, then maybe you get some decent production. Yeah, I'm not sure he's capable of that. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous. This is going to be like this is the carry on Johnson situation from last year, or the Saquon Barkley from last year, where just because the player is next up on the depth chart doesn't mean they're going to get enough work to be yeah. fantasy relevant. And that's my concern. I think this offense and Joe Brady, you can see it. They're fine with okay, we're losing. Let's let Teddy sling it. Yeah, I think they're going to be okay with Teddy slinging it early without McCaffrey here. Now, to be fair, if you're a Saquon, if you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, you might not have a lot of better options right now. Yeah. But I, I still, again, I still have Mike Davis at number twenty, and I'm going to go up against him when I face Paige this week. Uh, want to go three and zero. Um, but it, that's a battle, by the way. You two, that's that's. I was like, he's so lucky. 51, I don't have Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. You're so lucky. I don't have Christian McCaffrey. Look, I don't want to hear either one of you, bitch. I got Saquon, Le'Veon Bell, and Mostert in the same freaking team. No, dude, back to back years picking one, and the one goes down. I get to bitch. Saquon last year and Christian McCaffrey this year. I get to bitch. You get to bitch. That is I'm ridiculous. Dead. That is why, as I have told you all. A million times picking one sucked because the pressure for that person to be excellent, not only excellent, but then stay healthy is so hard because you don't pick for forever. I had to ride Chris Thompson. I'm bitching too. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You can bitch, but I can bitch too because that shit sucks. Here's the thing. Here's, no matter what happens, you have Patrick Mahomes on Monday night. So no matter where we are in our matchup, I'm going to have to sweat this out for three, three plus hours. Yeah. Let's go, Mahomes. Mahomes on Monday I mean, night. I need to see a big dog. I know it's, it's first and foremost, just fast forward me, just fast track me to Monday night with Lamar and freaking Patrick Mahomes. Like, we are so lucky. A real, like, legit lucky. marquee Monday night game. So like, those are all the work of Sunday night It's now. supposed to be. Monday night but is we supposed get that. to like, be that. We, we get these, these crappy Thursday games between two teams that aren't playoff development. By the way, I can't wait for Driscoll versus Darnold next week. Sign me the 
I won't even stay up to watch that shit show. Like, oh gosh, listen, NFL, let us make the schedule. It'll we'll, we'll do a good job. All right, Detroit Lions going on the road to play the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Kyler and the Kyler show, right? I mean, Kyler it's and Hopkins. Kyler and Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins for everything that if there were any question marks about what it was going to look like, it looked good. Um, fantasy takeaways from this one other than Kyler and Hopkins because there's other fantasy relevancy. So if you get past the skip to Lou, my darling touchdown, look phenomenal, Kyler, and you break it down, it's still 40% target share to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. And there's force. It looks like Deshaun Watson. I'm going to force it over there or I'm going to take off running. It's going to keep working for a few weeks. But I'm telling you, I've already told you a couple times, they better figure out who the complimentary piece is. They can't be Larry. If nobody else is there, I'm going to dump it off five yards. It's okay. It's okay right now. I think Kenyon Drake has a monster game. Detroit's defense sucks. I think this is a shootout. Mm -hmm. I think Stafford has a big game. game. I think Galladay has a big game coming back, which allows Marvin Jones to have a big game. I think Amendola is relevant in this game. And our boy DeAndre Swift, Jamie and I are both so on. Feeling about it. I, I, I think he gets more carries. They throw him in there because I think they feel – I don't think they, they think they're going to be able to run the ball and they're going to be giving up points. I think yeah. just, both of them are just going to say – Let's go toe-to-toe, mano-a-mano. Let's shoot it out. I think this will be a fun game to watch. Swift could just do more than carry on in AP right now. And we start to see a little bit – I want to see if the trend continues, but the snap count shifted considerably in Swift's favor last week. Yeah. Uh, and I want to see if that continues this week. I'm with you, Jake. I, I know nobody wants to talk about it right now because everything is flying high and everything is great. But I do – I mean, we've talked about this on the show. When, when Jake wrote down Deshaun Watson an article – we're starting to see a little bit with Kyler Murray and Hopkins, and I do have there's a there's a voice in the back of my head that just keeps yapping that says, in in some weird way, because you never want to like not add talent, but in a weird way, is it a crutch for a young player who needs to take the next step forward before being able to have that crutch? Is he go is it going to stunt his development some to have this crutch? And I'm not saying it has yet. I'm just saying I there's a Something voice that concerns me because I'm watching what's happening with Deshaun Watson now, and now I'm looking at what Kyler Murray's doing where it's like there's nobody else on the field but DeAndre Hopkins and a run up the middle. Kenyon Drake could be so much more a part of this offense than he hasn't been yet, and I'm talking about in the passing game. Yeah. You can use DeAndre Hopkins as a decoy. The problem is I've mentioned so many times, Kirk's always banged up, yep. but he's a slot. Isabella's a slot. Even though he gets deep, he has like 10 catches, and half of them are for 50 yards. Larry's playing in the slot because he can't play anywhere else, and they have no tight end to even speak of. Yeah. It's going to be a problem. He can't run like this on everybody. No. It's been phenomenal, and the kid has been amazing. He looks better than last year. He's gotten better. Yes. I'm just telling you to pump the brakes a little bit because you might even start 5-0. and It's going to happen where you play somebody that can handle that, and they're going to double the crap out of Hopkins. Or you're going to face somebody – i.e. the Rams in your division or the Seahawks in your division that have more firepower. They haven't played anybody that can you. blow them up up the middle yet either. Hey, no. Aaron Donald, right? Exactly. I mean, that's... And you, and you or have, take away Hopkins. Or like, take away Hopkins or just be better off. The Rams are a great anymore. example. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey following DeAndre Hopkins. Carlton Davis in, in Tampa last year shut him down. Yeah. And all of a sudden. And the way Jalen Ramsey's playing, if you limit him, much less shut him down. And you got Aaron Donald coming up. The, I don't know. And, and you can score on that defense. Look, the, the Cardinals' defense has been better than they were last year, but we don't really know yet. The, they they been better, but the threshold was garbage. Last year. The so 
you might get away with this till November because look at the way the season started. And this is why I worry about there being maybe a false sense on the Cardinals. You got to all the credit in the world for week one, but in terms of just like development of a quarterback with Sherman being banged up in that game, you got Washington home in week two. You got a Lions team where you're probably going to have a rookie on, on Hopkins in week three. You're at Carolina in week four with no corners. You're at the Jets in week five with no corners or week six, seven. I can't remember where the, there's a bye week in here. Then after that, you go and play the Cowboys with no corners. And you come back home and play the Seahawks with no corners. And you go play Miami, who's got corners, but, like, you're better than them. Then you hit – this is the game I'm circling. November 15th, the Buffalo Bills come to Arizona yeah. with Trey White and company. Yeah. They don't have a great number two. That's an issue. I'm going to tell you. Will you it, go away from Hopkins in this game when you have favorable matchups elsewhere on the field? It's Trey White and Edmonds. Yeah. who can go sideline to sideline with Kyler Murray. They haven't played anybody that can do that. Well, they'll play Jamal Adams that can do that right before that, but they'll light that secondary up because yeah. they got nobody to cover. But that's why this this first half of Look, the they look great. Now, we're not trying to take anything away yeah. from any of them. We have a lot of listeners in Arizona. We're just trying to tell you rationally to pump the brakes yes. of what you might see later so you don't jump off a bridge when this yes. goes back down a little bit if they don't figure it out in the meantime. They were on the rise. There's no reason to not be unbelievably excited about the Cardinals. Understand that as they get better, as we've talked about on the show a lot, we will start judging them on a different scale 100%. than we have judged them in the past. Yeah, exactly. And if we're going to judge them as a playoff contender with aspirations for more, we're going to point out some of these flaws that we wouldn't make a point of making of pointing out if we thought they were going to be six and ten. And that's where I would say to Cardinal fans, I feel pretty confident for two weeks. Just be happy, and your lens should be, let's make the postseason this year. Yes. This is not a Super Bowl team, okay? I like Kyler Murray. I like this. You take a progression forward. You go yeah. from winning five games to winning nine games. You don't go from five to 13 to Super Bowl yes. appearance. The Niners defense, stuff was a very weird scenario for a lot of You don't have the pieces on defense that the Niners do. That's not the same scenario, and you don't and quite frankly – And quarterback was out for the year. And, and you don't have Kyle Shanahan as your head coach. Like – with all due respect to Cliff Kingsbury, there's a difference when you're talking about the two guys that are in existence there. So take this and look at this year and go, okay, we went from a garbage season two years ago to a step forward last year with our quarterback of the future, five wins, competitive to let's win nine games and be a, a, be a wildcard team in, an, in, in arguably the toughest division in the NFL. With an easy schedule, maybe you get to 10 or 11. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah. but you have to be – with Russell Wilson and Jared Goff playing like he is in your division, come on. It's, this is – got to be realistic about where you are. And mm -hmm. that's just calm yourself a little bit. Tampa Bay going on the road to play the Denver Broncos, as Jamie has made about 17 Jeff Driscoll jokes already. Yeah. We do not need to talk about that. Other than there's still fantasy relevance there because he will throw the ball around to somebody. And in this case, it is Judy and Fant. Like, I have Judy as a wide receiver three. I have Fant as borderline tight end one. I have Melvin Gordon as a, if you have two flexes and you don't have a choice and he's your second flex because I hate the matchup and you better hope he falls into the end zone or else you're going to be screwed. Um, Tampa's defense, while we're talking about Denver, Denver's week. offense. Number two for me this week. I'm starting them in a bunch of leagues. Three or four turnovers, seven or eight sacks. Yeah, no, I, I love Tampa's defense this week. Uh, I am very curious to see what this offense looks like now with Godwin and Evan me too. healthy on the field at the same time. We haven't seen that yet. Um, I wanna, I, I'm very curious to see what happens this week because uh, I think we're going to see a much different 
much different team than we have seen so far. I'd like uh, to see. I'd like to see a complete game where yes. you mm -hmm. where you play the best version from start to finish, and you don't have the drop fees and you don't have the little moments where you mm -hmm. put this team. You are a better football team, and you put this team away. Mm -hmm. That's what. That's what yep. I want to see from the, from this game. You're playing a backup quarterback on a on a team that's got tons of injuries and. Quite frankly, Vic is not doing a great job right now. We've talked about it a lot off the podcast, questionable with how he's handling things. And it's, and it pains me because I love Vic, but this is the game you, you got to have, and you got to have from start to finish. Yes. And this is a good opportunity. And if you're, you got Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, you're playing everybody, yes. right? You're playing everybody. Yeah, I think, I think you're everybody, playing everybody but Gronk. Yeah. Now I know. So there's part of me that goes like this would just, just Murphy's law. This yeah. is the Gronk game. Okay. Yeah. Well, not necessarily the Gronk game, but like to be a tight end one, you just basically have to catch a touchdown. Yeah. Like that, that, I that's can the easily one. see so, Gronk having three for 27 and, and two touchdowns. Yeah, it could happen. Uh, I, again, I want to see it first. By the way, they've been really good in the red zone. Yes. They just haven't been there a ton. Yeah. They keep scoring from outside the red it's zone. That's going to happen. Again, this goes back to the Drew Brees. This goes back to the AJ Green. I want to see it with my own eyes in 2020 before I invest in it. For sure. There are enough other options out there that you, you can you But can will it surprise you? Absolutely. No, of course not. But I, I, I am very, I'm very interested. By the way, I like both running backs. I think Ronald Jones could have a big first half and, and no. break one. I think Fournette could have a big second half yep. and break one. Yeah, I, I Fournette is an RB2 this week. Yeah, it's uh, now you don't know which one if Rojo can't and Fournette gets going in the second half. but Or if Fournette plays a lot in the first you don't really. This problem is it's still going to be a split. But yeah. I like both of them. I like the potential for both. Rojo still has a ton of talent. Yeah. You're, you're not – we've talked about this, I feel like, a lot, but there's – You're going to be annoyed by it no matter what. Yeah, yeah you're, you're going to be annoyed by it because they're both going to be a thing. When I get you 20 points again, it's not going to be enough because if you got your 20, you're going to see the potential for 30. Yeah. But guess what? Bruce don't care about your fantasy team, and he wants to keep both running backs with fresh legs. So too damn bad. That's what it is. Right? Ooh, that dumb son of a bitch that's coaching them. <laughs> That everybody in the world all of a sudden thinks doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Oh, and, and and by the way, let's let's be realistic too. If there's ever a place where you want to use multiple backs, keep them fresh. It's in Denver. That's exactly I mean, be perfectly right. Honest yeah, it's not this. the easiest place to play. No, that's, it's just it, it. That's exactly right. There's why, why? What is the upside other than making people happy yeah. about their fantasy team? There's no literally none. The, 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 very good. The ideal scenario here for fantasy back. is that with Evans and Godwin back, they're up big in the second half, and, and they they're just they're, the they're just. Yeah, they're just yep. pounding the rock, fourth quarter, running out to the clock. To Paige's point, when they're doing that, Brady's going to step on your throat. He's going to take that shot, Scotty Miller, catch yeah. it this week. Yes, or LaShawn McCoy catch yes. it this week. That, yeah. uh, so one thing, there is a little bit. There's a lot of that. I, I think that's the other thing that's been missing. Like I, I know we talk about it because. Leading NFL and drops. Yeah, there's been a Eight. lot of a lot of drop passes. I I think the switch will start to happen. Yeah, and for 14, I, baby. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's going to start happening, and it's going to start looking real good. All right, Dallas Cowboys and Seattle Seahawks. Points. Points. Shoot out. <laughs> lots of points, lots, points. Of lots of fantasy relevancy. Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson, start, DK start, Metcalf, across the board. You guys. Lamb, start. Amari Cooper, start. Elliott, start. Carson, start. You're starting everybody. Everybody. Gallup, eh. Yeah. Flex. Gallup's the only one where you're – but you're just – There's good money out of guys. But he also might be the one that goes off. By the way, top 15 tight end, Dalton Schultz. Seahawks suck against tight ends. But realize, we just went both teams wide receiver one and two and running back and quarterback. Start, 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 start. Quarterback one this week, Russell Wilson. Quarterback two this week, Dak Prescott. I mean – Go. 
roll with it. Like it's, this is, it's gonna be a hell of a game. It, this is one of the ones I I know I use this phrase a lot that I I'm willing to be wrong. It, there's no logical bone in my body that can see this game being anything other than a shootout. These defenses suck. See how defense sucked and it hurt. So they, they're not just bad, they're banged up. No, and we've seen this combination of teams. We saw Seattle and Atlanta in week one yes. in the shootout. We saw Dallas and Atlanta in week two in the shootout. And so now we're getting Dallas. Seven degrees, five mile an hour breeze, oh, yeah. partly cloudy. Sign me up. Sign you can tell me I bet up. the over on this game because I'm giving you the weather report. So, so if I give you a weather report that's not rain or snow, you know where I have money on these games. Great weather for points. Like just Let's go. Two touchdowns to Florida. The over. Ride the over. I know it's the highest total of the week, but Life's I don't care. Too short ride, to the under, ride, ride on. this. Come on now. Love everybody because these defenses are atrocious. Okay, next game. Super. We are just – can we just for a moment, we go those afternoon games, and then we get this Sunday night game, and then – the Monday night game that we're going to get. Sunday night is Green Bay going on the road to play New Orleans, and then Monday night is Kansas City going to play Baltimore. We're not previewing Monday night football. We're just talking about the FU tour that Aaron Rodgers is on because I know we're not talking about the spread in this show, but I'm going to talk about it anyways because it's so freaking disrespectful that the Vegas odds makers are giving Drew freaking Brees three points against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers team. I don't get it. I do, I do not get it. I do not understand. I didn't get it in week one. I and I said, take the points. And now you've watched You think that. Vegas would get it right. They were right there Monday night. I don't get it. Week one, I still thought it was stupid, but I'm like, okay, maybe there's something here. No. No. Take the points. Enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers put on a clinic and, and do his thing. It's a shame Michael Thomas is hurt, and now you got potentially Devonta Adams. I don't like what I'm hearing coming out of there about how careful they want to be with him. And he's they he's wanting to play. He wanted to come back in the game last week. Yeah, they should be, but you got to listen to the player a little bit. Without him, the Saints stopped the run a little bit. I think they throw it to Aaron Jones, but it's going to take all of Aaron Rodgers to get this done. Oh, yeah. But on the other side, they've got nothing in their third quarterback. Doesn't look like he's got anything left. The Packers' defense has played solid. They put up a 40-burger the last two weeks, by the way. Yeah. It's, this, is, this, to me, looks like you look at this and you go, okay, Green Bay, Aaron, and all this conversation, everything that's happening, this is a primetime opportunity, right? He's done it now two weeks in a row, but now it's his first primetime game, okay? Who do you like as a secondary piece here if Devontae yeah. doesn't play? Uh, Valdez Scanlon. Yeah. Uh, he's been on the field a lot more. He looks he looks a lot better than last year. Like, he looked not ready for primetime last year when there was a bit, that big camp battle between him and Geronimo Allison. Aaron's going to him now. Yeah, he, and, he, and he's making plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on the field a lot. I like Alan Lazard as well, yep. but, like, Alan Lazard's the safe option. Yeah. Like, Valdez Scantling will be the Upside. guy that pops for you. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, he'll be the guy that pops for you in this matchup um, if he gets that opportunity. Uh, I'll – Aaron Jones. Like, yeah, look, the, look, I wouldn't say Jones, he's going to have a bad day. He's still no, going to feast. He may, not, he may not run the ball terribly effectively, but if Adams is not playing, I, I wouldn't mind you. Go back and look at what happened with Aaron Jones in the receiving game the four games Adams missed last year. He was a monster. Lit it up. So I could very well see a lot of Jamal Williams in the backfield and Aaron Jones split out and Jones being the guy that Aaron Rodgers leans to for the most targets in this game. How about the Saints? Um, Jared Cook and Alvin Kamara and I don't know. 
and nobody else. That's that's where I'm at on it. Alvin okay, Kamara's going to get his, but you don't need me to tell you to start him. No, but you can't definitively go, I feel comfortable with Traquan Smith. I feel comfortable with the man. You don't feel comfortable I'm not re- with any of those I'm not guys. ready to write after Monday, Emmanuel Sanders off yet, but I'm also have no confidence. So, no, like, I'm not, I'm not starting him. Traquan Smith... Okay, but like I have a lot of games before that tell me nothing. And there's a way Deontay Harris could be fun if he's used more in the receiving game, but he, they look like they're content to leave him as a mostly returner. I uh, think they realize they got to get tricky dicky with some trick plays. So you might see Taysom Hill to Deontay Harris. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know there's going to be some of that That's stuff. Piss you off, don't start. Please. Don't start Taysom Hill at tight end. Please. No, please don't do that. <laughs> I just, I'm just telling you that right now. Just don't do that, and don't ask me about it because I'm going to laugh at you. Just don't ask me about Taysom Hill. We're just going to make this. I'm going to make a shirt in for general, the podcast. Don't ask us about Taysom Hill. Okay, I get it. I understand. It's like how I feel about. Don't ask me about Jameis Winston because all I'm going to say is Taysom Hill. That's what. I, that's what my response is going to be every single time. I don't ask me about James Robinson because I'm going to tell you Taysom Hill, AJ Brown. <laughs> What a, what a way to tie this back in. Oh, what a shtick this is going to become on what this podcast. What a way to tie this back in. Uh, listen, I feel like this is a great opportunity to end with dunking on everyone. Because I would like to take this moment to tell everybody that Aaron Jones on 34 carries has 234 yards for an average of 6.88 yards per carry. Thank you so very much to all of you morons in the fantasy community who were so wrong about Aaron Jones. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for letting the three of us just continue to talk about Green Bay in a positive way, which, as I have said, makes me ill, but I cannot let the stupidity go on. So this is us dunking on the entire fantasy community who who did the pretzels Jamie was talking about earlier. They pretzled their way into talking themselves out of Aaron Jones being a thing. I have absolutely no idea why they did that or what was founded for that to make sense. And we've got we've <laughs> our producer, our our intern who's Sorry, intern, oh, I want to say producer. A, I'll give him the title for the oh, night. He boy. Did, if you guys would have just seen what was happening, he's sitting behind the scenes shooting shots and then fake dunking in the background. And he just he is living it. I'm loving all of With it. With the worst hat head anybody's yeah, yeah. ever seen. He's phenomenal. He is, he's really doing it back there. All right, guys. We've gotten through all the matchups. Uh, Jake, final thoughts on today's podcast? Interesting week. Yeah. Interesting. Good games. Some teams we think are good are going to surprise us and be bad. It's, it's, uh, I don't know what to make of it. This, this week's bets should be interesting. This week's fantasy should be interesting. I'm going to wish you guys good luck because I'm officially dead in our TDN league, <laughs> at least for another four weeks. Uh, I'm not sure I can make it through. It was a nice 2-0 start, but uh, – Listen, you and I up at the top with a 1-2 going down. Like, Jamie better carry the, the lead here for us. You know, Jones. Man, yeah. my first second, yep. my first, second, and fourth rounders. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Jake drafted all running backs, and it still doesn't matter. Which yeah. seems incredible. I still had to go to the waiver wire and pick up Chris Thompson. Oh. Jamie, party uh, My final thoughts are that I think there's going to be a lot of points scored this weekend. Yeah. There are a lot of games I look at. Cincinnati, Philadelphia, Chicago, Atlanta, Seattle, Dallas. Uh, there are a lot – Arizona, Detroit. I mean, there's a lot of games this Some weekend. Some bad defenses, there's man. There's a lot I – mean, that's – I think that's – maybe that's the takeaway of how – there. there's always, like, the two or three you pick on every year, and it feels like there's five or six. At year. least. It's crazy. Like, We're Seattle. talking about some people – have high expectations for some of these teams. Yes. Dallas, like, Seattle. It feels these like defenses suck. Dallas, Seattle, Philly, Cincinnati, 
are like must starts, as if Carolina's a must Houston. start again. Houston feels a must start against. Like, you start to look at this and you're going, that's six or seven teams, and more than half of those teams, people think are playoff teams. Yeah. Or they are playoff teams in the case of like Seattle. Like, there's a lot of bad defenses. This just in, Russell Wilson's really good. Yes. My final thoughts are I have really enjoyed dunking on the fantasy community in today's podcast on Aaron Jones. Um, free money, free money Sunday. Take Aaron Rodgers and the three points that you're being given because he doesn't even need to win the game. He just has to stay within three points. Take the three points that he is being given when you've got noodle arms or breeze on the other side. I love you, Drew. You've been a phenomenal quarterback for a long time, but brother, it is not the same. And there's no Michael Thomas out there. And we're going to see, as Jay said on our last week's podcast, a lot of dink and no dunk or no dunk and a lot no of dink. dink. It's like you got, you're not even doing all the dink and dunk. Like you got one of it, but you can't even get the full thing going. Like it's, it's, it's not pretty. And I think they're good. They'll get creative and that's why Taysom Hill is there, but eh, it's, it's going to get ugly. So free money Sunday, enjoy that Aaron Rodgers clinic that he's going to put on and all of the points in Dallas and Seattle, which is going to be a phenomenal matchup. Jake, how can everybody follow you on social media? Again, Jake B. Arians on Twitter. <laughs> ben Solak, number one option for worst tweet ever, or at least of 2020 so far. Uh, I'm sure there'll be other nominations as we go. Oh, brother. But uh, you've officially – I couldn't I couldn't let this go without fully calling you out. Uh, we are going to start a segment on the show where we take – we're going to take takes on takes from – uh, Kyle and Joe, and we're going to put it fantasy-related. But in that scenario, there will be a crown jewel every week of takes on takes, and it will be the stupidest thing we saw on social media this week. Yeah. What the hell were you thinking? And there's going to be a whole team, and Benz is going to sit at the top right now. Oof, yeah, it's going to be a tough one to beat. It's going to be tough to beat. Jamie, how can everybody follow you on social media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. You guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an eye on Twitter and Instagram. Please follow the show at TDN Fantasy and check out everything on the draftnetwork.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.